This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by StoryLab at the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hello again, everyone, from the University of West Florida's Innovation Institute. Glad to have you here for another Gulf Stories moment. My name is Christian Garman, and today I'm talking with Dr. Bill Huth, Distinguished University Professor from the University of West Florida, specifically in the discipline of economics. Dr. Huth, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good, Christian. How are you today? I am well. So as you know, when when you come on, we're we're usually spending some time underwater, and a good bit of the time we're talking about artificial reefs, specifically today, artistically oriented reefs. What do we mean by that? Well, I think last time we talked about concrete bridge rubble. That's not very artistic. (laughs) But... uh, Reefs today have been built in Mexico that are basically um, sculpture. You know, it's a uh, uh, Jason Taylor. You know, has basically built a museum of sculpture off of Cancun. You know, it's a, and that's very attractive to divers. You know, it's a, and there's also a, a gentleman named uh, Tomas Saracino. You know, it's a, his artwork is basically web-like. You know, it's a, and circular structures. You know, and we're talking about putting an artificial reef. You know, it's um, that's. That's basically sculpture, you know, it's a, uh, out on the Oriskany deck. I would imagine, well, you tell me, maybe I'm dead wrong, but if, 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 if I'm artistic and I decide I'm going to make a really great artistic reef, I can't just start constructing something and go drop it in the water, right? There must be all sorts of rules and regulations around such things. Yeah, there are some permits, uh, you know, attached to that. You know, to, to place an artificial reef, you have to have a permit from Florida Fish and Wildlife. And there's a process that you go through, but it's, it's fairly easy as long as the materials you're placing are okay. We already have a, an artificial reef that's artistic in the Gulf here. Uh, the Joe Patty Barge was sunk um, not too long ago, and it contains metal sculptures you know, that are basically uh, icons from around the area, like the sign to the Three Mile Bridge in Gulf Breeze. You know, it's a, you know, a, a, the Floribama Lounge has, a, has a, a chair and bar that you can sit at while you're down there, et cetera. The Blue Angels – all those things that are characteristics of the uh, Northwest Florida are, are on that reef. Yeah, I, I've seen. I've never. I'm, I'm not a diver, as you know, but I've certainly seen uh, imagery from all of those things. Do they? Do they keep? I mean, you know, the the water is wear and tear, right? Involved. Well, twenty years is generally the the lifespan you know, associated with an artificial reef. What we're talking about on the Oriskany is actually a bolting. You know, it's a, a buoyant structures to the surface of the deck, which is really just sort of a a, a, a plane without anything on it. You know, it's a, and they would be buoyant in the sense that that they'd be attached to the deck with cables and they would float up in the water column, making the Oriskany much more accessible to recreational di- divers. It actually, during Hurricane Gustav, it rocked and sunk deeper. So now the flight deck is at 150 feet, where it used to be at 135 feet. At 150 feet, it's out of the range of recreational divers. So with these things, structures, you know, it's uh, buoyant on the deck, you know, it's, uh, the divers would be able to reach them at a much shallower depth, make yeah, it more attractive. That was that must have been uh, for the for the diving community. Certainly, I would think for the tourism community, that was a bummer when that happened, right? Like it was only 15 feet, but it made a huge difference. Huge difference, you know, because the the wreck sits in 220 feet of water, you know, it's a, and as a result of the the deeper um, um, uh, settling, you know, it's a, you can spend less time on it, and it takes 
two hours to get out to it and two hours to get back. You know, so it would be nice if there was another ship in between you know, so that was bundled with the Oriskany that would basically allow for a surface interval between dives. You know, so. Is the is the reef game uh, highly competitive? You know, is is every state, every body of water kind of looking for the next best? Well, the significant reef? the significant ones, yes. You know, things like the Oriskany, the competition for the Oriskany was intense. You know, and probably one of the only ways that we got that wreck here was uh, Admiral Fetterman. You know, to, at the uh, Naval Aviation Museum, he was instrumental in basically placing it off Pensacola rather than Miami, which is like, was I think second you know, runner up for that. So yeah, so it's 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 a highly competitive game. When, when you're talking about something like that, and for good reason, it's it's obviously such a destination. Yeah, it's a it's, it's very attractive destination, and a lot of economic activity is generated by diving in. And divers prefer vessels. You know, so. Dr. Bill Huth uh, talking artistic reefs today on Gulf Stories Moment. Always appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chris. For more Gulf Stories, visit uwf.edu/slash/gulfstory.